Oh, uh, yeah. She's a, she's a teenager. Uh, Sports Radio, that is the that game, but that is the game.com. You're 18 years old, and you're having one of the biggest moments in your life. You're still not going to put your cell phone down. <laughs> that hallway looks, you know, like it's glow in the dark a little bit. Yeah, yeah, how about that? 19, she's 19. You know what I mean? And walks out there, and he got a cell phone on. Yeah. To talk, she's talking to somebody walking upstairs. <laughs> Look, they got the PA announcer in the suit and tie. Oh, man, yeah, now. That place, I, I wonder what that place seats. I don't know. And, of course, this is, uh, we, we, by the way, Sam Crenshaw, Eric Slaughter, Sports Radio, that into that in the game. And look at who's hosting now. You just, yeah, a, a you home just girl, said it. Yeah. home, folks. There she is. You know, Maria Taylor over there doing doing things. So, you know, we just got all kind of Atlanta's just representing over there this morning. She was at the Atlanta United game. I don't know it was the last game, the game before that. Last game, A.J. Terrell, she was at one of them, but she yeah. was the uh, Golden Spiker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, She's doing big things. Home folks. She's just, she just getting it done. Uh, so glad you're with us into our 9 o'clock hour of our big Saturday morning broadcast. I'm flying solo as, as Greg Clarkson is away uh, on this Saturday morning. So glad you're with me, though, for another hour. We got a nice, nice uh, Saturday morning outside. It's going to be a warm one as we get this time of year, and we got some humidity probably going to kick in and, it's that time of year, folks. You walk outside and your clothes cling to you. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just, you know, you're in Atlanta. Uh, and that lets you know you are where you are. Uh, but still a great sports weekend. And of course, we got basketball coming up tomorrow. We're going to get into that a little bit uh, in this hour. Of course, the, the uh, game two of the NBA Finals coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we got Braves baseball continuing as they're out in Colorado. And tonight, uh, Colorado Rockets are going to come out in their car tag uniforms. And when I mean car tag uniforms, they're going to come out in colors green and white, the color of the license plate in Colorado. They're going to have a different uh, alternative uniform they're going to wear. Uh, let's see if that works because, you know, so far, Braves have taken both games of the series out there. One last night, 3-1 in, uh, in extra innings, and they got things started this way. 68 lifetime with the bases loaded, six grand slams. Off the glove of Diaz. Coming home is Duvall. The throw will get away. Atlanta has taken the lead. And that, of course, is uh, courtesy, courtesy Rockies Radio, uh, Rockies Radio, Rockies TV, Rocky Bally's, uh, Colorado. And um, the Braves, that's how they got the lead. I mean, because for the longest time, nobody scored. It's just a scoreless a pitcher's duel at Coors Field. That practically never happens. Two words that those guys, they don't know what meaning that is. Shut out. <laughs> uh, uh, scoreless innings. Uh, I guarantee you there's never been a no-hit in, in that place. At, at Coors Field. In yeah, that place. You know, you can take that out the vocabulary. <laughs> Don't need to do it. The so. ball's always flying out of that place. Yeah. And last night it just felt real weird. And you wondered how, when it was going to happen and how it was going to happen. But still the Braves find so. And then uh, we go down to, uh, they have to go to an extra frame. They go to a 10th inning. And Matt Olson does this. Nobody holding him on third. Shot to left field. Acuna scores. Second run comes in. Three nothing Atlanta. And all of a sudden the Braves were rolling yeah. to get that win. And I want to say that was Danzy Sponson that was right behind Acuna going in. You know there was a play early in that game. Did you see when Acuna tried to do the double? They did a double steal, and Acuna tried to steal home to catch him. Made a great play, blocked the plate, and Acuna came up. 
rubbing his shoulder a little bit, but um, he just can't help it. Yeah, but I mean that was just. But you got you know, and that's just the way he plays. Yeah, and then people say, well, why are you like you 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 know you can't you can't put him in bubble wrap. Right, you know, but that was you that was just him. the Braves being aggressive on the base paths. If, if they were to pull that off, great double steal, stealing second, stealing home. I asked you last week. We asked four by one hundred relay. Now yeah. that now that we got speed on this team, uh-huh. who are the four? Who are the four? Right. What we said. Uh, Okunia healthy first first leg no um, who, who gets you started the, the st- I'm I'm gonna go with the young boy now so Michael Harris is my first leg first leg okay um, I think Albie's in the second leg okay 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 I like I said I thought Acuna would go third because if you are behind you don't want to put all the pressure on your anchor let your third man get some of that pressure and then you know we I think we actually said Dansby would yeah. be. You know the fourth member, and he could be your anchor and do that. But you can switch it up however you want. But uh, you, those four you, you guys, go, you go for Acuna to get that big distance. Yes, and, e- and, e- either take the lead and put it so far out that no one can catch you, or if you are behind, you let him go ahead and get it then. Because the same thing can happen if you're behind, and then they have a powerful third guy. By the time you get the, the baton to Acuna, yeah. too much to to too, give too up. To That's why up. I had a lot of track coaches say, "No, I need my best man in that third leg." So either Put it so far ahead or keep me in this thing. I'm pinching so. myself just having a conversation about the Braves and a relay team. Because I'm not saying that I'm not saying they've been so slow, but but <laughs> but the, 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 it's fascinating for me and, and, and you know, just You know, you know, maybe that's something they could do. Cause you know how the NFL is trying to fix the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Maybe they can say, look, we're gonna take and do some track and field events. So send your could you imagine Tyreek Hill and and whoever you know, running the four by four relay for the well, what's the Miami Dolphins now? The Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins so, would have. So the wide receiver from Alabama that they got, uh, whoever they got down there with Tyreek Hill and a running back and a defensive back, and take the take that from every NFL team and be like, "Yep, this is a Pro Bowl." <laughs> I, you know, okay, okay, and you 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 will watch that. But I'm just thinking with with baseball, we've been saying we've been wanting baseball to pick up the pace. Yeah, and baseball has become this this game that kind of. As a product, walk, pace. walk, home run. You know what yeah. I mean. And mm-hmm. so I'm like to have that and be able to mention that. To me, I think that's fascinating. I don't know what listeners think. We even let you chat about it some at four four seven four one zero nine two nine. If you had to make a four by one hundred relay team for the Braves, who would that four be? And so Eric and I agree. Both the four would be. You start with with uh, Michael Harris. Michael second. Harris. Michael mm-hmm. Harris is second. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna come with Ozzy Albies. Yep. Number two. You're gonna come with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. Number three. And Dansby Swanson to finish it up. I think that's I think that's the four fastest guys on the team. Yeah, everybody can think Absolutely. of. I think that those are your four fastest guys on the team. They're pretty fast. I think that will be an interesting relay. What say you? Uh, 4-4-7-4-1-0-9-2-9. I like that. I, I, I like it. The fact that if we're not getting the the long balls that are flying out, we still can manufacture those runs and make those opposing pitchers nervous. Yeah, I, I love that because yeah. you know the, how do pitchers respond to that? Guys on base that they know can steal. Yeah. You know, and, and I just think that helps the guy at the could, plate. Could you imagine if, you know, let's let's let um Acuna get his full year back healthy, but next year the potential having maybe two 30 30 guys on this team with could could Michael Harris be a thirty homer? I guarantee you he can be a thirty steel guy. He's, he's, Do you think he has a, guy. does he have the power in his game to give, to be a thirty homer? He has game? at the other level. Let's okay. see if it translates right. to, to, to this level. Because Acuna is a thirty thirty guy getting off the bus. <laughs> Acuna's going for 40-40 and 50-50, yeah. you know, but yeah. 
Yeah. To have two but of them the in the thing, same though, lineup. The thing, though, the thing, he plays so reckless sometimes, Acuna does. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the beauty of having a guy like that on your team. That's the thing that makes yeah. you want to go to the ballpark and the thing that makes you tune in. You want to yeah. see what happens next. But they all people said, oh, man, you don't want him to get hurt or whatnot. But like I said, he can't play in bubble wrap. Right. They also say that's the two things that you would, would when Freddie was the captain of the team and Snickers sits in the dugout like, oh, my God, here we go. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. go, trying to stretch that double into a triple. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah. He, 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 he believes he can do it. He, he, believes, he believes he can do it. So far this year, at least I haven't heard, he, he hasn't, you know, what frustrates me about Acuna is those couple times where he doesn't hustle out of the box. Yeah. Hopefully he's got that out of his system, out of yeah. his game. I mean, he does like to admire some of his, you know, true uh, big shots, you know, but hustle out that box because there's yeah. a few times where he's like, oh, I got a homer, and then it hits off the wall, and then he doesn't make it a second. Yeah. Or he gets thrown out or something like that, so. But uh, I think if they can pull this sweep off today, and you still got ten more games against sub five hundred teams, that you know whole you know feeling we had a couple weeks ago, like this team's underachieving, how quickly a conversation can change. Yep, yep. And meanwhile, Mets are playing the Dodgers in this weekend. So yep. I mean, you know, two of the they, best teams. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to lose. How about that? Yep. So I mean, that, that's that's thing. That's that's something that's out there. But right now, the Braves right now moving. Uh, in the right direction. That is certainly, certainly, certainly great to see. We are uh, underway. We're underway. We're underway. Uh, Swatek is up 30, 30 love first set. Coco God. We'll be keeping up with this, watching up with this. Mm-hmm. Ask you something about the NBA. And we just did that NBA intro music we've done for the CBS. The, 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 the NBA walk up. The walk up? The, the, the player walk up. Like the introductions? or No, the- no, no. no the the thing of the guys walking through the tunnel, oh, walking okay, through, to okay. the locker yeah, room, okay, that that's been like a staple with the NBA for almost forty years. I, I like the way they do it, and it, you know they bring them it, out and it, get it, the it, crowd hype, and but I mean, but I'm talking about they get them getting off the bus. That's what I'm, I'm that's what I'm talking about. The crowd, oh, okay. the, the crowd doesn't see this. this is just just TV, right? But every NBA broadcast, oh yeah, yeah, and right. they show, show them coming in the arena with right. the outf- whatever outfit they got on, the swag and is, all that stuff. Is, is that become a thing? I can't think of any other league that does a broadcast and has something like that that's become uh, such a, a such a standard point. You well, see it for you see it with the NFL sometimes, sometimes right. But it's a standard part of, uh, of the, the NBA, NBA opening, of the NBA Sh- opening. showing LeBron walking into the arena, showing West Westbrook, you know, whatever outfit he has on. Chris you ever, Paul, you ever been over at State Farm and seen the camera do that? The guys get ready for that. Well, I know they get real low to the ground. <laughs> they, they do, but the cameras get 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 set for that yeah. and get the guy walking. When the bus pulls yeah, in, right. they get them walk off the bus yeah. and they want that walk thing. Well, no, because think about it. All that's tape delayed because that it walk is. was an hour and a half ago. Right, right. You know? but, but I mean, but it's something people look forward to seeing as part of an NBA network broadcast. It's yeah. been there for yeah. so long. Yeah, you know, and It I doesn't mean, matter what network it's yeah. been on. Yeah. That has gone from CBS to NBC, to I, NBC I remember ESPN and, and Turner. Sometimes they'll even catch them driving their luxury car into the parking deck. Yep. You know, like, yep, this is uh, where Kobe, they used to catch Kobe driving his Lamborghini and, <laughs> uh, you know, they would catch, uh, I mean, back then they used to catch Michael Jordan driving his Range Rover yeah. Oh, yeah. into the park. So, yeah, no, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah but, that, but that, that has just been, been a standard part of it for yeah. so long. You and, know. I mean, I mentioned one you were talking about, I was telling you about the NBA, CBS, that it's like 87. They got Larry Bird. You know, you know, coming in, yeah, walking into Boston Garden and whatnot. Right. That's that's that long ago. Yeah. That, that was like a standard shot, yeah. and the NBA has maintained that. Yeah. yeah, they call that the establisher. Is that what it is? Yeah, when in 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 
<laughs> the terminology of production, the establishing shot, the guys arriving to the arena. Yeah. And then your Brent Musburger can set yeah, up the matchup. You, you can set up the matchup <laughs> and get everybody hyped and whatnot. But that's that's been a part of the NBA uh, for some time we expect. And especially now, we get down to the finals and, of course, the players are usually going to wear a little something. Yeah. They give you a little something to talk about. Oh, yeah. You know what also used to always bug me? You, you, you'll see this fancy sports car pull up, and then you see a six-foot-nine guy get out of that sports car. You're like, how does he get into that sports car? <laughs> you know, it just, it, sometimes it didn't make sense. And then you were real, yeah, they all get them custom-made. Oh, they have to. You they know, have to. They because have to. they're not walking on a regular car lot. Like, yeah, let me let me test drive this 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 Bugatti. Nah, they're like, uh, nah. you can't fit in that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that is definitely not, not, not the case. They definitely have to go and get that thing custom fitted. Um, but it's just cool seeing that. Just something that they've had for some time, and we, we can watch for that as we watch the NBA Finals coming up. Uh, game 3 coming up tomorrow night. We're going to talk about that some coming up in the next segment as you continue with us. 9 o'clock hour. Uh, we're in the first set of the women's final of the French Open. We're going to keep an eye on that for you as well. You continue with us here on Sports Radio 9290 Game at 9290Game.com. Sports Radio 9290 Game at 9290Game.com. Sam Crenshaw with you. I headed up to the top of the hour and Chris go forth and take over. Pick things up for us here on Sports Radio 9290 Game. So glad you with us on this Saturday morning. Uh, I was sitting here kind of watching the French Open um, Women's Final and Coco Golf and Edith Switek right now and they're in the first set. And Switek's up by a score of two love. Coco's trying to secure this game. That one just went long. And so they're back at Deuce playing in the third game of that first set. Um, college football, we did some college football notes as there was a lot of talk leading into these uh, SEC meetings that took place this week. Well, we thought it might have been just a firestorm down there after things went on with, uh, with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And they kind of calmed that stuff out. They didn't, you know, people say, you know, Fisher said, them, we're over it, I'm moving on, and, you know. and Nick Saban says, I never said anybody did anything wrong. I said, what? What? Um, but, but. Just foolishness, just foolishness. And, and, you know, it's funny. Would you want? I mean, because have they been friends for twenty years? <laughs> well, he worked for the man. You know, you know. He's, so, do you really want to end your system. your friendship? We just like about, that. We talking money, man. Money, money, money make things happen. Right, but they both got more money than they ever going to need. Hey. hey, man. They both got more money than they ever going to need. They both got rings. Yeah, they, you know, I mean, Jimbo's yeah. got rings as assistant. He's got ring as a head coach at Florida, Florida State. State. But he's trying to eat. they're trying to be something that they haven't been. Texas A&M hasn't been that. And that and that's the thing about it. They they're, they're trying to break through and be something that they they uh they haven't been. You know, they've been a great program, they've been a winning program, they had great tradition, big stadium, 12th man, all those things we've known that we've seen down through the years with Texas A&M. Um but they haven't been in the championship conversation that much. I mean, you know, you know, Kevin Sumlin landed there right on time for Johnny Football, and that was a nice you know, period of time, a window of time. But that's what they're trying to do. It's kind of like they're trying to change their football DNA, if that's a good way of putting it. You know, the, playing for championships has not been a part of the Texas A&M football DNA. Well, well, when you're most known for your fr- your fans, 
You know, they're they're known as the home of the twelfth man. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. So so when that's the first thing, when you think of the Texas A and M Aggies football program, the first thing that comes to mind is the home of the twelfth man. That says says it all right there. You're not talking about oh. We got championships. We got trophies. We got well, statues. Can, well, you can have something. I mean, when I think Southern Cal, I think championships. I also think a dude on a white horse riding around. You, don't, you just don't get that everywhere you go. When I think Southern Cal, I think Heisman Trophy winners. Well, I do too. I, I do too. But if you think about an image or whatnot, I think about the guy. But on, is it the first on, thing on you horse? think of? Is it the first thing you think of? White sweaters with cheerleaders. But that's not a bad first thought either. That's but the first thing you think of, <laughs> you know, you know what the second thing I think of when I think of Texas A and M was that bonfires, because that's what they're famous for. Yeah, they're famous for that. It, 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 but um, I'm saying that's not that's not part of their football DNA is national championship, and that's and that's what they're trying to change. That, that to me, that's what this whole thing is them wanting to change and be in that conversation and assemble a team that makes them worthy of that conversation. And my thing is this. Putting a, a group of young guys together, if that's what you have in this infusion, this great class, that's nice. Does it guarantee you're going to have that kind of success? No. But, I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. And I think that's part of where all of it kind of kind of comes from. And the fact that they beat Alabama last year. And like I said, with, with Saban, you know, you start losing to assistants. I won't say at the beginning of the end, but, 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 but kind of, especially when you've held your assistants off for as long as he has. Uh, every year, the man loses one or two assistants who get head coaching jobs somewhere. Everybody's come in and try to, like, you know, maybe we're getting that, maybe we're getting that magic assistant. Maybe we're getting that one assistant. We get them and the house falls in. And the house won't fall in. <laughs> it won't fall in. Except for the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, yeah. They're you the only ones I mean? that got it yeah, done. They, they, got, they got it done. You know, that's, that's an assistant that was a big-time assistant coach and a big-time recruiter. Uh, and that's why, you know, Kirby Smart hadn't had a whole lot to say this week. Hey, man, I'm champion. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> I don't have to say anything. I like that. That's the right approach. Yeah. I, I ain't say nothing. Just look at his jewelry. That's it. That's it. They've been talking a lot about, about scheduling uh, with this with this conference, especially with uh, Texas and Oklahoma on the way when they come in. and talk about going to a nine-game SEC football schedule. Um, um, which which schools would be permanent? Which teams would, would? And so a lot of people are screaming about that, whether or not that becomes. Well, they talked about it. They didn't make any decisions on it, but it was a big topic uh, of conversation. Um, but putting more uh, emphasis on the conference schedule, maybe losing one or two of those non-conference opponents, um, and it mean like you may see them do away with playing some of the FCS opponents that we've seen always show up on the schedule for Southeastern Conference teams. Um, so, but that's something also, you know, in the future. And then just going to a regular 16-team conference template rather than go to the divisions. And that way you get the two te- best teams. You have a conference championship game. You get the two best teams or two best records in there. Not saying that you always have comparable records in East and West. And so that's something that they've been looking at, talking about, and, um, you know, those things that they talk around. And when the SEC talks about things like this, the rest of the country listens uh, because of what they've been able to do and what they the, the position that they hold. So uh, to have those meetings, knowing that people were watching, watching for one thing, but uh, they had some serious business they dealt with too, uh, aside from coaches uh, shouting each other and calling each other names and whatnot. Uh, so that's part of what, what happened out of this week. Of course, uh, they'll be here in just a few weeks. We'll have SEC media days here in town, we have all those folks in the same building. Maybe, I, maybe not on the same day, 
We're going to space them out a little bit. Yeah, it's over three or four days. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. You know, we, and, and they keep adding teams. You have to go to five or six days. <laughs> so, so we won't have everybody under the same roof at the same time. Now mm-hmm. we, we keep folks separated. At the college Football Hall of Fame, I'm assuming? College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, you be there every day? or Be there um, one or two or three of the days. I okay. feel like being down there. Speaking of other things that are going on, and we hope to get, get Vince Thompson on with us at some point, uh, they're having a NIL summit coming up um, in another week, the 13th, 14th, and 15th at the College Football Hall of Fame. Okay. And um, it, it should be an interesting time. The, Everyone, the, everybody's the, making a big noise about NIL, the, yeah. the positives, the negatives, and, you know, if it's, you know, people getting a lot of cash or uh-huh. giving a lot of – and you know what I feel about that? And, and first of all, I don't like calling the NIL the money that's using for recruiting inducement. Because that wasn't what it was originally designed to do. Right. It's designed to reward the student athletes who are currently playing at the schools. Mm-hmm. And I think this over the top we're hearing that boosters are throwing out there for guys coming in will level itself off. When enough of those guys go bust, mm-hmm. I, I think I think the big money boosters. I, I gave this kid this amount of money and he didn't do anything for our school. He left our school. Or, and this is the one that I hope doesn't happen, he tarnished our school because there's going to be a kid who got a big nil deal who unfortunately does something that he should not have done sometimes you're accused of something that maybe he shouldn't do he's in the wrong place at the wrong time you know we've seen this happen with professional athletes these both be grown men Mm -hmm. they get but money does something to the hearing yeah Uh you know what i mean you never know what's the connection between money and the vision You know what I mean? They can't common hear. sense. They can't see and they don't yeah. hear. And people are telling them common sense stuff. They can't hear them. Right. They can't, the, the, the money stops up the ear. You know, if, they do, if that happens for a grown, what's that going to do for an 18, 19, 17, 18, 19-year-old? And, um, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, so and I, mean, and I think Dion made one of the best points. He says, what you going to do? You know, it happens in the NFL and they expect it, but how are you going to tell a 19-year-old kid that may now have a bigger bank account than you do? to get up and go run the stadium. You know, a, a 90-year-old kid that might be driving a better car than you are. Now, this ain't the head coach, but the position right, coach. This, this, you yeah, know, the person he really deals with. Right, day. you know, my, 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 my truck better than yours, coach. My car nicer than yours, coach. Why don't you do my laundry? <laughs> you know, here's a tip. And, and, and here's know, a tip. And, and you know what, you know what, and, and, and that's the bad part to think it will get, it will, will get to that point. It really is. That's really the bad part to think of that. But in some cases, you're going to have some of that. You, you are. Will. And I think will. that's the thing that people talk about, you know, dialing back what you do with freshmen. And I think there ought to be a salary cap on freshmen and incoming students. I think that does away with a whole lot of foolishness. But I think it takes care of itself now if, the, you know, that happens enough time and some of the big money boosters get burned. I think they dial back. Let's dial back how much we putting out there with these people, these unproven commodities. Right. We know what they did at the other level. Mm-hmm. Or, mean. or last thing, this uh, coach, we we didn't pony it up three times. Where's our ring? Where's our championship? Yeah, you know because you got all these coaches, Ryan Day, talking about how much money he needs to sustain his program up in Ohio. But coach, you ain't running national title in five years. You want us to keep ponying up? We expect we expect the return on our investment. Yeah, and they want you know everybody wants it quick. Everybody wants it quick. Nobody just you know wants to go through a process. That's uh, that's the, the amazing thing when you look at the coaching changes and the turnover at some places and some places right now who are trying to regain 
the, the, the place where they had places like Tennessee, because they've been coaching changes, it's been like a revolving door up there, and you're trying to restore what was a great, you know, great, great, great program. And down at Auburn, they almost had a coach come in and out in one season. That, you know, so, I mean, everybody's on a short leash, man, very short. You're trying to, and you got to make something happen quickly. Yeah, real quick. The pressure. That's the the college football head coaching office is a turnstile. Before they can, you know, get your name on the door real good, they scraping it off. Yeah, something. You know. You know, it's amazing to me. It's supposed know, to be an extracurricular you know, activity. If, if you, you want to make some money, start a business that makes the parking spot signs. <laughs> <laughs> this spot's reserved for, oh, right. I got to make a new one already? <laughs> Man, you got to go and change it. Got to go and change it. You know, that's 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 a, that's an amazing thing. But it's so true. It's so very true. It's, and our demanding what we're demanding, you know, we, we, want, we want to see success. We want to see it right away. Especially if they're boosters and they're investing, they, they expect to see a, see a payoff. It doesn't always happen that way. And right now, the way things are set up, you've got those four or five or six programs at the very top that are always around there. There's maybe two or three more that are right to the outside. If they can get things right, they work their way into it. And, you know, and that's it. Everybody can't be there. Uh, players in the transfer portal trying, trying to make their way to one of those programs for whom that matters. You know, if it matters that you got a championship, you can add to your resume or whatnot, and so uh, it, it's amazing. Now, real quick before we close out this segment, so um, early this week on one of our day shows, you know, they talked about Arch Manning several times, and now that Arch Manning is down to what he said is two schools, mm-hmm. Georgia or Texas, right? And when it comes to the NIL, the speculation is that the Texas NIL money that is going to be available to him will triumph the Georgia money so high that will that influence his decision? Because it, it, it shouldn't because he got money. Right. Well, that's the one thing. But it, 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 You know what? If he lets that, that phase him or decide where he want to go, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty bad. You know, well, because the thing is this. The one, the one analyst that joined the, the daytime show said Georgia doesn't need Arch Manning as much as Texas does because yeah. Texas needs – and Arch Manning or oh, yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. they are going to, I mean, when you say roll out the red carpet or back up the Brinks truck to a a, a, a incoming freshman, yeah. beep, beep, beep. But, you know, he doesn't need it. You know, that, that, that's Oh, I mean, he won't problem. take it? Yeah, but, I mean, to me, do you choose that over a place that has an offense that you run with a position coach that's going to help prepare you for the real money? And that's the other thing that Deion Sanders says. Guys who are chasing this money won't see the money at the next level. There's some guys who have spent so much time chasing NIL, they'll never see NFL. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think that's going to be the case for that young man. No, I, I think that the family's going to keep him grounded. That's NFL is his goal. So to me, money is not the big, the big thing with him at this level. He's going to make the money at the next level. He needs to get to a place where he can win and develop. I think we have only one more month to talk about this. I don't think he goes into – his senior season, not even practice. No, no. Without this, having his decision, this made. all gets done before school starts. I, 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 I think so. He'll get to play with a clear head and a clear conscience, and knowing that he wherever it is in January, you know, he, he'll he'll show up. That's what we look for. All right, coming up, we're going to get things up. Some loose ends, some matchups coming up for the day. Get you all set uh, for Chris Goforth coming up at the top of the hour, at ten o'clock. You're on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game and ninety two nine The Game dot com. I always wanted a girl just like you, such a purity.
Sports Radio 99 The Game and 99thegame.com. Sam Crenshaw. Minus Greg Clarkson on this Saturday morning. Headed up to the top of the hour. We're going to hand off to Chris Goforth. Got Eric Slaughter working the other side of the glass and been doing exemplary work this morning. Exemplary. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Exemplary work you've been doing. I can do this first set, and Coco Goff has been struggling 5-1 down this first set. This game about to be over. She's taking the top seed, taking on the top seed, and trying to figure some things out and make some adjustments. That's one thing that you you, you got to do in, in, in tennis, and she's, you know, interfacing the top seed. Let's see what she does. Anything is what remains of this set, and going into the into the uh, second set. Just showed a picture of her parents. Showed a still photo of mom running track at Florida State and dad playing basketball at Georgia State. And just showed on uh, NBC Network. They're showing this, carrying this. Uh, mentioned some things. We got a little Falcons. We'll get into in a minute. I want to mention also NASCAR is running uh, in St. Louis this weekend. A new stop um, this time for the Enjoy Illinois three hundred. I've been taken taken away at the uh, I think this is the Worldwide Technology Raceway, and uh, this is a new stop. They got uh, the truck race going on. I think Xfinity Series race and the Cup Series race coming up tomorrow. And Adam Alexander will join us uh, tomorrow morning at eight twenty to talk about that. Got Corey Heim from um, from Marietta. Corey Heim from Marietta is on the pole for the Truck Series race uh, coming up today, and a strong qualifying run from Raja Karuth. That's the young man out of Winston-Salem State University, a current student at Winston-Salem State University, who had a good run in the arc race up in Charlotte and is uh, going to be running in the truck race later on today up in St. Louis. Pretty excited for him. So you said a young man's out of Marietta? Uh, Corey, Corey Heim is from, from, from Marietta. I don't remember uh, truck racing being a Georgia high school you know, sport. Where, well, where, no, you do uh, that. But you know what, though? There are a lot of guys in high school because obviously you start yeah. when you're in high school right. you know driving carts mm-hmm. you know driving the dirt tracks yep. and 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 this young man is he's been been pretty successful in the truck series so he is on the pole for the uh truck series race coming up uh, later today we got some people sitting in some cars for some folks i think we got Zane Smith who is uh subbing for Chris Busher this week Chris Busher had a positive positive covid test and so he'll be out of his car so car 17 will be Zane Smith this week uh, and of course, they're going to qualify later today in the race. In there, they've had a big music festival and everything out for this in St. Louis. They've they've had a, a it's they made it a huge event to have NASCAR uh, coming to the St. Louis area. So, uh, isn't St. Louis? Well, you got the Cardinals and you got the Blues. So there are two professional sport town now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think the Cardinals the Cardinals doing much this year. So well, Cardinals always do much though. Okay, I mean, I they, man, they, do you do you consider it? Because they say St. Louis is the best baseball town in the country. I've been there. Is it? I've been there when they were playing the Braves once in the playoffs, and the water fountains have red. The water come out. Of the really? Water oh man, they go. Little old ladies put on red blazers. Wow. To go to the games. Okay, that yeah, that's one of my my stadiums. I gotta. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I've been to St. Louis. I went to the old. Old Bush Stadium? No, I went to the old Edward Jones Dome. I've okay. never been. I've okay. never seen baseball okay. in St. Louis. But I yeah. saw football in St. Yeah. Louis. Edward Jones Dome. Yeah, that wasn't a special place. No, it wasn't at all. I, I yeah. just, I wanted, I, it was the, it was the heyday of the greatest show on turf. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed seeing them. Uh, Falcons for one really miserable Monday night game. Really? Oh, it was awful. Did Marshall Falk? Put it on them or yeah, who, who was playing back who, then? Who it was, man. But the Falcons would, did not have a good game. Oh, it was that was that was dreadful. Wow, uh, it was a dreadful trip out there. Uh, <laughs> but but, but uh, I've, I've been to games a couple of times. Uh, big for St. Louis Blues. That, okay, that, that's that's big for them and huge uh, for the baseball team. Obviously, the Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals are giving them a lot to be mm-hmm. excited about down through the years. So 
Yeah, there's a, a big, big tradition out there for that. Did you go to the Ark? Yes. Yeah, have you been up in the you can, I, you can ride I up in it. I rode past the two pitches. I didn't go up in you it. You can ride up in it. Yeah. I've, 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 I've done that. I yeah. can say yeah, I can check that off the list. <laughs> Sports Radio 929thegame.com. Yesterday, if you missed it, before we got out of here, we're going to give you more Falcons uh, sound from yesterday. It was a Falcons' first look. For the first time this season, the Falcons assembled inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, for an OTA workout that was open to the public and allowed fans to you could drop five bucks, come in, watch the team work out, maybe get a chance to meet one or two of them uh, when they got done. Uh, Cal Pitts is opening his second season with the team, and, of course, Expecting a lot from him. He's practically thrown into the fire last last season uh, as the team's number one draft pick. And his thoughts right now of working with a new quarterback, here's what he had to say. Um, I think with practice, you know, that builds chemistry. So just going out, routes on there, just throwing with him after practice, things like that, that builds our chemistry. Chemistry, important word. Communication and chemistry were two words I think I heard so much yesterday because that's the main thing you're doing right now. Nobody's putting on pads and and, and going out and doing any tackling drills or any real blocking drills. But it's what you remember and building that chemistry, you know, with your teammates, the new faces beside you, getting the confidence to go forward. Um, and talk about leadership. And he knows that may be something that he may be called on to do, and he had this response. That's something that, you know, I want to try and work towards to being, you know, one of the top leaders on the team and on the offense as well. Um, just like I said, that's something that I, this offseason I want to grow into and watch behind Marcus and Jake and all the other vet guys to you know learn how to, to be a leader. So I'm, I feel like I'm slowly starting to step in their shoes. He says he's not a yeller and screamer. So he can yell and scream, but he's not a yeller and, and, and a screamer. You, you want a guy like that to be a leader, but he wanted to do it in a way that he's comfortable, right? Right. But is year two too soon for him to take over the captain role of the team? If not him, because I guess Grady by default. Yeah. But on the off in the offensive side of the ball. Matthews. Matthews? Yeah. I've never seen Matthews as, as much of a leader though, is he? You yeah, think he is? I know yeah. he's a consummate professional. Yeah. I, I think he's a great example. And I okay. think he's a great example for any of the younger players coming in. Right. Uh, to see him. And I think a lot of it okay. has to do with his lineage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Have you read that book out in the lobby? I've not. So the, uh, I guess it's called the, you know, the the, the first family. The first family, right. Yeah, yeah family. all about the Matthews. You know, yeah. see, I thought that would have been the Mannings, no, but no, do you no, think it's the Matthews? No, Matthews. Okay. Yeah. That book's been out there forever. I need to pick yeah, it up and open yeah, it. Yeah, they're very much. Before he passed away, we had his grandfather on to fill with it. We had three generations of NFL players. Really? His grandfather played in the NFL and okay. played at Georgia Tech. Wow, and it, okay. And it was neat getting a chance to talk to him about the generation with Jake coming in to play right. here. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, so, so right. yeah, that, to me that's a – Tremendous legacy and, and lineage All right, with so Jake's dad and his uncle. So yeah, if, if if you had to vote on a panel of all the Matthews that have played in the NFL, including you know Clay, Jake, Clay Senior, and all the others, who who's <laughs> who's the best of the bunch that has played with that name? Wow, you talk about that 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 well, it would have to to me it would have to be either Jake's dad or his uncle. Really? Yeah. Now, you ain't got no love for Matthews Jr.? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's cool. But, I mean, them guys laid the foundation for it. You know, you know I mean, Clay Matthews, obviously, yeah. you know, we did up in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But I just think those guys, that generation really, really, really set the tone. 
you know, for what the guys have to do. Now they got to. I don't say they have to live up to that, mm-hmm. but 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 Matthews Jr. is the only one that has to ring all of them, right? Yep. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. they all they all had these long Pro Bowl careers, right? They yeah. all lived for a very very long time. Yeah. Okay. I just think that was. So they the first family of football is the Matthews family. Very much. Not the Mannings. Not the Mannings. Could could if Young Arch becomes. What he's projected. Let's 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 let him get there and do what he's gonna do first. Okay. Right, right now he's in high school. I, I, we're, we're bringing it up in ten years. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that was Kyle Fitz. We heard from another guy. We talked about it is, is Richie Grant. Uh, I think people expected maybe more from him last year. Um, so maybe in year two we get to see some of that. And he talked about some of the circumstances. Um, last season and, and what he looks to do in the coming season. Every single year. I never look at another year. You know what I mean? Every single year is something to prove. You know, nobody going to be perfect, but you're always striving for perfection. And that's exactly how I approach the game. That's him. That's him looking to uh, to, to be that and and uh, and work forward this year and be more of what the team needs um, in a team with a lot of needs. Uh, he's looking to, to, uh, to be that this season. Now, Lorenzo Carter comes in. Obviously, he's a local product. Um, you know, played his high school ball at Norcross, played University of Georgia, has been with the New York Giants. Now he's in the locker room with the Falcons. He really enjoyed yesterday being on the field at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I think with some family out there uh, watching him, and he had these thoughts about being a part of, of a new team. Well, every year you come in, it's a new team. So the fact that we have a, a lot of new guys doesn't really mean much. Um, the expectation is high for all of us. Uh, we're one of a few. There aren't too many of us that can play at this level, so Coach makes sure we know that we are held to a high level and we hold each other to that high level. So we're going to keep pushing each other, keep pushing each other to get better and hold each other up. Dude was a heck of a basketball player. He is, he is a remarkable basketball player. Um, and uh, of course, you know, we all know what he did at the University of Georgia, so he's he, he's delighted to be uh, to be a, a, in the locker room here. Think, think about that Falcons roster. And just going up and down with all the guys who are local to Atlanta. So now you got Lorenzo Carter. Of course, you already had AJ Terrell from Westlake. Mm-hmm. Already had Grady from. Did he go to Covington or uh, Rockdale? Rockdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you got Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. You got the the what's the lineman from Georgia and, and Malone and, and his Cedar cousin. Grove. Cedar, Cedar, Grove. Grove. Cedar Grove. I mean, I mean, you you got a Atlanta area all star team, <laughs> you know, playing for the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm probably missing somebody. Yep, but but I mean that that's that's pretty impressive when you think about what the the team has out there with, and and local and, and you, you know, know I think you saw that yesterday. You saw a lot of family members out yesterday yeah, who yeah. were really excited about it. The fact that I mean, I mean and then you know of course we had Mike Davis for one season last year and you had oh man just just it's crazy. <laughs> and and the debate still, you know, when we had the guest on 2 weeks ago, does Georgia have the best high school football? You know. Well, well, of course the alumni we the, the the alums in the NFL have something to say about it. Just had 30 guys drafted in his most recent draft to play their high school football in Georgia. Don't get me started. Uh, we go, go 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 down that list, and that's you know that's something we look forward to, and that's something we enjoy uh, as we look ahead to to the fall in the second year of the high school scoreboard show. Um, you know we we look we look forward to do that in great time. Of course, Eric, you're part of our our our, uh, our band of renown on Friday nights. Going out, turning those stories. You're looking up, and Coco's turning some things around. Uh, she dropped that first set. She's up 2-0 in the second. Uh, hey, you, you know, young ladies, you know, showing she know how to learn, make some adjustments on the fly. Well, she has to. 
considering who she's facing. So she's up 2-0 in the second set of the championship matchup with the French Open. Of course, we'll talk about this and more tomorrow morning. Karen Pistana is going to join us uh, as uh, she's our go-to to talk tennis, and she'll talk about that as we get set for the men's final. We'll have Rafael Fadal talking talking about uh, more history. If he can go out and get a 14th French Open tennis championship, if he can get it tomorrow. Folks, thanks so much for being with us this morning. I really enjoyed it. Be back tomorrow morning, uh, minus Greg. Come back. Eric, once again, thanks so much for everything this morning. Exemplary work on the side of the glass. Chris Goforth is on the way next. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game at 92.9 The Game.com.